Hello, dear listeners. How are you? You're listening to Haver Tanolad with me, Abraham Barzivai, just like every Wednesday. Um, in the last week, uh, there was no live radio show because of Lagba Omer. And Baruch Hashem, I think that each one of us took um, his last song from Lagba Omer, the value of the Kiddushah and the values that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai Zatal had to inherit it to us. And Baruch Hashem, each one of us actually took his lesson from, from this holy Hilula of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. But now, we're after that, and we're standing in the critical time between Lagva Omer and Chag Shavuot. Chag Shavuot, this is Chag Matan Torah. This is the time that we celebrate the fact that we got, that we received the Torah from Hashem, and we're really happy for that. And the way we're expressing our appreciation to Hashem for, gave, for giving us the Torah, we're learning all over the night. And despite the fact that to learn in all over the night is not halacha in the Shulchan Aruch, it's just minhag, Hashla HaKadosh says that it's pretty good to stay awake all over the night and learn in Torah. That's it. It's just an Indian. It's just an haga. But Cloud Israel actually received it just like a duty and each one of us um, actually doing his best just to stay awake all over the night and to be Ishtadel Beraita. Today, I would like to speak about a few points. And the main title of our topic is how we can educate, how we can guide our children to be loving the Torah, to be enjoy with Avodat Hashem, to be happy with the values that we so tried to pass for them. We know that the outside atmosphere, the atmosphere of the general street is very, very bad atmosphere. This is an atmosphere, uh, atmosphere of materialism, of Hanaot and dreamings of Tavot, all what we call in the Sepharim, Oilom They want the Oilom And the Yeshivot, the Holy Yeshivot, and the Holy Religious People try to stand against that, against this bad impact, this bad influence, try to stop, to block the sea of the waves of of the materialism. If you're going across the street, and I'm not talking about um, King's Highway or 47th Street, even if you're walking in Rabia Akiva Street in Benebrak, and you see the stores all over and show it's so shining, and you look at that, the atmosphere of this street 
actually make big, big, big influence on our mind and develop the desire for olamazeh, for tavot, for materialism. Now we try to raise our children in a different way because each one of us know the bad way of materialism. Because Chazal says, "Im yesh lo If someone has one hundred dollars, he wants double. He wants two hundred. And if you gain two hundred, now you want four hundred. And it always the thirsty for oilomaze, the thirsty for money, never being quenched. And we ask ourselves, why? Chazal says it's like if you take water, salty water, and you try to drink it because you want to quench yourself, you probably very quick find out that now you're more thirsty than the beginning because it's water with salt and it will never quench you. The same way the materialism, materialism actually is very attractive, but if you're going after that, this is endless race. You cannot stop it. And you feel so frustrated because you never get what you really want. Chazal says in Masechet Avot, no, it's not in Masechet Avot, but Chazal says that Ein Adam met v'chatzita avato be'ado. No one can end his life in this oil or mahaze. Even with a half of his wishes. Even if he wants to get just 50% of his wishes all over his life. When someone is dead, passed away, he passed away with less than 50% of his wishes. And it's so sad. Because we have to internalize the fact that Olam Hazeh didn't create it for materialism. The materialism actually are tools to serve us to reach spirituality life. A spiritual life. And this is the most difficult challenge to educate our children that way. Because the street comes with the iPhone and so many devices with gadgets and fashion and money and everything. It's so, so, so attractive. And we, the parents, comes with what? We're coming with values, with Avodat Hashem, to put an effort for what? for Sahari in Olam for something to the next world, when you passed away, then you get something. Oh, very convinced me. Do you really think that we have the power to convince our children to pick up a spirituality life just because of promise for Olam Haba? Most of us don't really understand what is the essential of Olam Haba. So what is the chance we can educate our children that way? It almost, the fight, the battle, almost lose from the beginning in advance. What is our chance? What are you come with, 
with knowledge, with musar, with rebuke, with to leave the Olam Hazeh, to leave the attractive things, to leave the materialism. Why? Because you promised to be Olam, you promised to me Olam Abba? Not convince me. This is the most difficult challenge. How we can solve it out? This is the question we put on the table today, and Be'ezot Hashem will take care about this question. And before we remind you that this radio show, Harayat Anolada, actually destined for you, the listeners. So if you want to send us your questions, your messages, your uh, dilemmas, you want to share with us stories, uh, you can text us right now to 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Uh, that's for texting, and if you want to call in, our phone number seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. That's three four seven. No, no, it's seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight for call in, and you can write us uh, an email this radio show and all over the week to abrahameducation at gmail.com. Now we're going to a small musical break, and then we'll come back with all the answers on the table. Stay with us.
Well, the listeners, we're here back with you listening to Haaretz HaMolad. And now for the answers. But before we get an answer, how we can educate our children in a way to leave the materialism, to, to leave the many, many attractive things that the street has to offer, how we can convince them to pick up a spiritual life. Before we explain it, let's, let's learn something that is very, very important to us to know before it. We know that many, many people trying to influence others. I mean, look at the, look at the uh, advertisement. How they try to convince us to buy something. You know, in the previous days, many, many years ago, if they want to advertise a new watch, they used to write on the advertisement to write a few points that it's very good. I mean, it's very strong watch. It will never crack. It will never break. It's not fragile. It's, uh, uh, it has a very, very good system inside. It has a long life battery. They managed the real essential things that it has the benefit. Okay? So that's why this watch is quality. That's what I want you to buy it. That was right for the history. Very quick, the generation has been changed. And the people who make the advertisements notice that this method are not working. Not working yet. So they change it. Look today how it works. They take a picture of a gentleman, a businessman, with a very expensive luxury uh, briefcase, and he holds the watch on his hand. He looks at the watch with a big smile. And in the background, you can notice uh, very high buildings in Manhattan. And then it's right in the title, Time is Money, Don't Lose It. But what you told me about the watch, <laughs> you didn't say anything about the watch. Are you crazy? Yeah. The very sad answer, yeah, we are crazy. Look how they catch us. And this is the style of the entire advertisement outside. You know why? Because they, because they want to stimulate us. They want us to believe that if you buy this watch, you're going to be, belong to the high society, to a high level of the society. It's take you and it's embed you on a good position. You will be a very important person. And that's why this is the, 
the sub-message of the advertisement. And that's why it really works well, because they know the deep need of a personality in this day that he lack the feeling that someone is appreciating me, that I am important, because I feel so degraded inside, despite my outside show. But inside, I feel very bad with myself. Most of the public. That's why the advertisers actually approach to your sensitive point, to the raw nerve, and then they say, in the sub-message, under the lines, they say, if you buy this watch, you will be appreciated. You will be belong to the high society. And that's why that man going and purchase this watch because he wants to feel good with himself. They're actually selling us an illusion and we pay cash for that. But the very sad fact that it really helps to you for the next two weeks. But after two weeks, you're used to wearing this new watch and it becomes to be an integral part from your body. That's it. The feeling of the renew actually disappeared. And that's it. You're getting back to the ground. You feel the same humiliated person that you've been before you purchased this. Purchase this. Maybe worse. But then you got 10 installments remained just to end the purchase of this new watch. So they actually selling us illusions and we pay cash for that. I cannot get it out of my mind. One of the advertisements I saw in Israel a few years ago, a new car, red new car, and with the big fonts of letters, it writes, the fact that you breathe doesn't say you really live. That's right. Because if you don't have this fancy car, despite the fact that you're breathing, but you're not living. If this makes sense, does anybody believe this stupid sentence? It's ridiculous. But that's the way advertisements working. And they selling with and this method. Why? Because they approach to the raw nerve of us. They know that most of the public doesn't really feel appreciated. Doesn't feel that they really live the life. Then they suggest to you to purchase to purchase this a new car. Then you have a real life. Do you believe it? Well, the point I want to reach is that we have to remember that 
person actually absorbing things, with getting things, the perception built by feelings, not by knowledge and sense. Because if you want to make sense, 100% of, of, of the sentences of the advertisements, it's really silly. But it's selling. It's selling because it's approach to your feeling, to your emotional, to your emotions. They don't talk to your sense. And this is the most benefit, effective way to influence the other's mind by the feeling, by the emotions, not by smart sentences. It doesn't work. The same way we have to make a copy-paste. Chazal says, you have to learn from Yeter Hara. He, take his methods, just copy them, and paste it to your site to your side of battle. If you want to conquer your Yetzir Hora, use his methods. He's the best teacher. So if we want our children to enjoy the mitzvot, to enjoy the Torah, to like it, to feel real good connection from the values with with so much trying to inherit them, we have to remember the golden rule. A person not growing up with knowledge, he's growing up with his emotions. Because nobody really remembers what he has learned in 8th grade or in 5th grade. Nobody really remembers it. But if you had a teacher that makes you so many suffer, oh, oh you're not forgetting forever. I spoke with a, a man, 60 years old, and he almost crying about his rabbi hurt him when he was on third grade. And he remembered it till today. He almost crying. He says, it's wounding me till today, inside my heart. The humiliation I have experienced on third grade. We are growing up with our feelings, with our experiences, not with knowledge. Not at all. So what is the experiences your child experiences? in his childhood, in the home atmosphere, in the class atmosphere. Are we talking about atmosphere of warmth and affection and love and appreciation about every single good thing that my child did? Or maybe we're full with criticism why you did that and why you didn't do so, and why you went there, and why you didn't come back on time, and why you didn't make your homework, and we're full of criticism. And what we have gained? 
bad atmosphere, negative atmosphere in the house. This is the most critical thing. Even if you have a great speeches and you are very famous lecturer in your house and you know how to speak and how to criticize and you have a full of derashot of Chazal and you have 100 explanations for everything in the Torah or mitzvot. But what is the emotions of your son? What is the feeling of your daughter? What kind of atmosphere she's growing in? Think about it. This is what she will take to her life. That's what your boy will take to his life. The experiences. Not the knowledge. Leave the knowledge aside. It's not so important, believe me. What really makes the difference is what kind of atmosphere you had in your house. Are you kind at values of kindness, of warmth, affection, appreciation, respectful attitude? What is the way you built your house? Which way you establish your home? And that's what we really have to put a focus on. I spoke with a 17 years old. He sat in my office. He almost became uh, secular from Regulus, from Orthodox family, he almost began to be secular. And then I asked him, why? You're 17 years old. You have learned in the yeshivot from your, since your childhood till today. What actually was the trigger that you want to go off of the, off of the way? Then he told me, you know what? You know why? Because of my mother's speeches. I cannot stand it anymore. And I say, what? And he says, she has so many speeches about every mitzvah, about every single movement of me. And she doesn't really understand it. As much as, as, much as she telling me rebuke, telling me her speeches, she's pushing me out of the way. This is uh, and exactly quoted from his mouth. She's pushing me out of the way. I blaming her. She was the one who pushed me out of the way. And when you were speaking with the mother, she doesn't really understand what do you want from me. I saw him doing so and so and so that I have to stop him, that I have to give him his speeches with a nice way. Believe me, not yelling, not screaming. But then I asked her, but don't you realize that during the, the years you actually created bad atmosphere in your house built in? It's become to be a part of your home. This is an integral part of the home's atmosphere. So your son actually developed all over the year rejection from the house and including all what your house actually symbolizing. 
your house symbolizing mitzvot, speeches of mitzvot and Torah. Now he rejected. He doesn't want to hear about it because in his soul, by the conditioning law, he made the connection between the atmosphere to the values that was always on the background, your speeches. You really pushed him out. Oh, and when you try to explain him, you know, there's no... Your, your mother's speeches and the truth of the Torah of Mitzvot, there is nothing to do with that. So your mother maybe made a mistake, very critical mistake, but don't live that way. The way of Torah Mitzvot, actually this is the good way. Your mother's behavior is not as well, but that's the reason you, you go out of the way. And he says, yes, I understand you here. And he's pointing on his mind, of, on his head. I really, I get it here. But my problem is here, and then he pointed on his heart. In my heart, in my feelings, that's it. I cannot stand it. I just want to go as much, as far as I can from that way that my house, my home, my mother actually symbolized. Well, it's really sad, and we have to be aware of that. Dear listeners, our phone number for your text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398 for text messages. If you want to call in, 718-683-5858. That's 347. No, it's 718-683-5858. If you want to write us an email... The address is abrahameducation at gmail.com. Now we're going to a small musical break, and then uh, we'll be with a very happy announcement uh, of a short, quick visit of, uh, of mine in New York, Bezrat Hashem. Um, and we have a special uh, project which called Private Home Visit. All details right after the song, stay with us. הכל שקט, דממה, אין איש, אני צורד לבד ולא מוצא את הדרך. פנס רחוב שמהבב וגשם של שתיקה שמטפטף עליי. ומתוך הרפן כל נשמע מתבלל אל תפחד, אני איתך, תמשיך קדימה. בן אדם, בן אדם, בן אדם, אל תדאג, השם משגיח לא עוזב, הוא מחזיק אותך קרוב. בן אדם, בן אדם, בן אדם, אל 
הפרצה של החיים לא תמיד כל כך מבין את פשר הדברים שעוברים עלינו. אך מאמין שהשקט שסוער בתוך ליבי יקרע את השמיים ומתוך הרבל כל נשמע מתבלל אל תפחד, אני איתך, תמשיך קדימה. בן אדם, בן אדם, בן אדם, אל תדאג, השם משגיח לא עוזב, הוא מחזיק אותך קרוב. בן אדם, בן אדם, בן אדם, אל תשכח, השם שומע לעולם, לעולם. בן אדם, אל תדאג, השם משגיח, לא עוזב, הוא מחזיק אותך קרוב, קרוב. בן אדם, בן אדם, בן אדם, אל תשכח, השם שומע לעולם, לעולם לא Hi, listeners. We're here back with you. And um, now, before we're approaching to your um, questions, um, I would like to say a few words about uh, the new project of mine, which is called Private Home Visit. Uh, well, we're talking about um, 
a special quick visit that uh, is supposed to be in New York uh, in a week, Bezrat Hashem, for a week. And uh, we actually, my office is, uh, my office actually offers to you uh, a new service. If there are some families that they feel very confused with the education of their children, I'm talking about undisciplined children. I'm talking about issues between the parents or the kid to the yeshiva teachers or the school teachers. And sometimes family or parents actually feel that, oh, oh, I, 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 I like, him, like him a junction that I'm not really recognize the way, which way I have to go now. Sometimes it's going with issues of the couple. I'm talking about Shalom Bayit. It's not going as well. And the, the, the business getting in trouble. Sometimes if you take someone from, from a side, that he getting involved in this case, Bezrat uh, Hashem with a professional knowledge and skills. So Bezrat Hashem, we take a families and we offer them to come. I'm coming for for a week, and I give them a package of consultation. It means meeting with the kids and uh, separate each one of the kids, and then the whole family together. Sometimes we have to be involved in the school system to guide the, the certain teacher how to behave, how to walk with these specific children, how to walk with the boy, how to work with him. And actually, we built uh, a special, specific program to each one of the families. But it's not ending in the end of the week. We have a follow-up service for two months after my quick visit. Uh, we offer actually two months of follow-up service that you can call me, and I'm going to call to the teachers and the parents and the kids themselves to help them because we really want to touch the essential point of the, comp- of the complicated issues that actually bother in the family and to help them with that, Bezrat Hashem. So it's going to be in one week, Berlin Eder, and actually uh, we have a few families that uh, registered uh, to this project, and I can definitely say this is the last chance and the last call uh, to order some visits. So um, I'll give you three ways to do that to contact me, uh, to contact my office and Bezat Hashem, they will call you uh, tomorrow, and then maybe they can embed you um, in this uh, certain visit. So, uh, first way you go, you can go on my website. My website is abraham-acrossbarzilai.com slash eng for the English website. Uh, you click on the contact, contact us, and then you put your message, okay? Now, second way, you can write us an email to Abraham Education, 
at gmail.com, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Uh, you have to write your name, your phone number, and your email. Bezat Hashem, my office will contact you. And uh, the third way you can do it, you can send us text message only for this radio show, during this radio show, not after that. You can send right now text message with your name, your phone number, and your email. Name, phone number, your email. Send us text message to 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Now, I know there are some families, they don't want to be exposed so if you don't be you don't want to be you don't want to be exposed to others you can contact me directly but only for this uh case okay uh, my american phone number is 917 8094944 that's 917 8094944 even if i don't pick up you can leave me a message with your name, your phone number, and your email. So private home visit, especially for specific families. You know, no lectures, no uh, 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 public things. It, it's specifically and especially to certain families. We have a few spots clear, and you can feel it. You can catch it. And uh, in Hebrew we say, it's kol akodem have the first one who sent us, uh, those people uh, have the priority to join our home private uh, private home visit. The Bezat Hashem will be in New York, Berlin, there in one week for one week. Well, now the listeners to your question. I got uh, an email that uh, actually telling me about 10 years old boy that he has an issues with his brother. His brother is five years old, and he is smaller than him, younger than him. But they always fight, and they, uh, you know, they use uh, violence. And how we can prevent him from using his hands to get what he wants? Well, first of all, let's look at the picture on the right direction. I mean people have the tendency to give the interpretation of violence, why he uses his hand, because he bully, because he wildly, he wild, and it's not correct at all. A boy with the lack of ability to express his will by his words, by his mouth, he actually feeling poor. He feels helpless. He doesn't have the skills to express his will by his words. That's why he uses his hands. Because he's getting angry, and he feels so helpless. Then, the the instant way, the in the instant way to treat the case, to use my hands. That way he feels. First of all, we have to understand that he is a poor, 
And even if he looks like threatening someone and he really scares us, but inside there is a cloudy personality. He really scares. That's why he responds in the wild way. Okay, that's first of all. Okay, this is the base. Now, on this base, on the other hand, we cannot let him to do whatever he wants. We cannot let him to hit his brother. I agree, we have to stop it. But first of all, on this base, that we really understand that he is the poor one. Sometimes, he is the poor one much more than his little brother, okay? Now, we have to take care about two points. A, why he feels so uh, uh, deprived. Why? We have to take care of that. Maybe he doesn't get enough things. Maybe we worth his brother. Maybe his brother has some privilege that he has not, despite the fact that he's older than him. Sometimes we used to demand the older one to giving up for toys or or sweets or candies for his little brother because you're so old. He's so young. He's a little one. So why you fight with him? No, it's not true. If there is an interest to educate our children, I work to educate my child to respect his older brother instead of telling to the older brother, you're so old while you with him, okay? That's first of all. So, A, we have to check to figure out why he feels so deprived. And we have to fix it. B, we have to set the rules. And I'm talking about discipline. And we had so many, 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 many lectures and radio shows about the topic of discipline. Discipline is very important. Not just a tool that comes to serve us, that it's going to be easier to us to raise our children. Discipline, this is a deep need of a child. Discipline, this is a great need of a child. And inside his heart, he actually thirsty for discipline. He wants the strong one who stops him from doing silly things or maybe dangerous things. It's actually inspiring him, good feeling of safe, of security, that father and mother are really strong and they defend me. Now when he starts to violent, you hold his hand and you're telling him, you see, you're not allowed to use, to behave like that. I'm not going to let you hit your brother, okay? This is not the way in our house. And the first, and the first time, he's going to be very, very crazy and he say, no, no, no. And he doesn't even listen to us. But you stay calm and say it again and again and again. And the second time it happens, it will, it's going to be, it's still difficult. But after four or five 
the same response of you, parents, he start to internalize mommy and daddy are really serious about it. When I try to hit my brother, they hold me, and they say, in a fairness, you're not going to do that. That's it. When you demonstrate to you in front of your child that you are really serious about what you're talking, he started to internalize that. And he started to feel that, that it's really important. And so I think that uh, actually if we want to help our kids for that, we have to, we have to try to use this method. And Bezat Hashem, you will see, uh, you can see a great benefit from it. But it's for the long ter- term. Not always we see uh, uh, some changes uh, so fast and quick. But this is the way, okay? This is the way we have to, this is the way we have to, to look at this case. Uh, now, I would like to take um, one more question, okay? We received it uh, by the email. Let me to remind you, our email is abrahameducation at gmail.com. And text messages, we're going to reach to our text messages, but you can keep and send us 347-927-8398. Now, they write about a two-year-old boy that he awake in the middle of the night with his scares that he has a dog on his bed. Uh, The question is how we have to deal with that. Uh, do we have to stay consistent that he's going to stay on his bed, or maybe we have to, mer- to have mercy on him and to take him out from his bed? Thank you in advance. Thank you, too. Well, uh, anxieties. We're actually talking about anxieties and how we can treat uh, anxieties. The answer for this question will be right after the listener that we have on the line, and we say hello, listener. Hello, dear listener. Hi. Um, I had a question about my seven-year-old son who's in second grade in school. I've been having an issue yeah. with him uh, listening to his rebbe and teacher, um, but but not just like he t- he totally doesn't listen to their instructions. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't care what they say, and it's just it's getting very hard for the teacher and the rebbe. Um, and mm-hmm. hello. Yeah, yeah. All listening to you. Hello. Yeah, we're well, listening to you. Oh, You're on the line. Um, so, yeah. Basically, it, this has this got just worse the past two months. Before um, Pesach, I didn't really hear from the teachers. I heard my son told me that he didn't like school, and I heard different things that he said that was not okay, and we dealt with it. But now it's like every day is an issue, and. You know, the rabbi just wrote me a note that he won't tolerate it anymore. He just doesn't listen to a thing he says. And we tried doing charts and rewards for him and and different things. And really, I'm finding that nothing's really working. So I've been trying to do the discipline part at home and trying to be very consistent with him and not tolerating things. So he, so it's, you know, in both ways that he can't just do what he wants. But in short, what would you suggest? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a few questions before we tell you the answer, okay? Mm-hmm. First question. These issues of uh, undiscipline in the school, it started uh, 
um, this year or maybe uh, in the last year it was also or so, just now in this year? Yeah, so he definitely had a bit of it. I'm not surprised that it's happening this year. He had it the past few years, but nothing that the, the teachers or principals ever contacted me. It definitely is a bit of his, if I could say, you know, in him, where he likes, to, he doesn't like the authority, and since he's very young, he had a hard time listening. I remember in preschool, the teacher telling me he has a hard time listening, but it's okay, he'll get older. And then in kindergarten, the Rebbe told me he's a very bright kid, and he's going to do well here, he just has to learn to listen. So I'm replaying those, you know, the times when I've heard that, but he's now in second grade, and he still has that strong will of, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care what anybody else tells me. Very healthy boy. <laughs> That's the way. I want to make the decision. No, not everybody else, but let me ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. How about the homely system? It's gonna, it works well, or at home he also has an issue of uh, discipline, many, many issues of discipline at home? Uh, yeah, he's not a challenging child. He's not difficult. That's what's interesting to me. He's one of my easier children. He is like an easy child in general. But in this way of listening, he does it in a quiet way. If I tell him, um, you know, not to use that knife, it's dangerous, I walk out of the room and he has no problem using the knife to cut an apple, let's say. Or we're not riding, around, we're not riding our bike around the corner now. He has no problem. In 10 minutes, so I went upstairs, he, he, he'll do it. He's not afraid well, of I'm me. Pressed. But I'm impressed that he's still your easier one in your home, right? I'm a little easygoing. Is that what you're asking? No, uh, no, no, no. I just say that um, uh, you have a few kids. And oh, a few. Yeah, yeah. He's the fifth of seven. Mm-hmm. And none but of my look, other children uh, have this, you know, this, this type of thing. I've never had this, and we're, whereas, let's say, I had other disciplined things maybe in the house, I never had it where a child took it to school. I never had a problem with my children that they didn't behave in school. I understand. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, first of all, let's try to be focused on the main, uh, the main issue, the main issue called discipline, okay? Now, there is a way, very clear way to learn how to implement a healthy discipline, because some parents actually think, okay, discipline, okay, give me, give me the gun, okay? Now it's going to be everything is going to be set, and he's going to be disciplined. No. There are many, many parents, they actually discipline their children, but not on the healthy way. That's why when they're getting to teenager, they're breaking all the rules and they're hating their parents and they're getting out of the way totally. Now, we want to prevent this case, okay? We want to create discipline, but we want to do it in a healthy way. Now, to okay. do it in a healthy way, this is a very long process, but not complicated. I have to emphasize it's not complicated. It's long but not complicated. I will tell you a few rules, but the old picture you can get on my website. We have many, many lectures with mm-hmm. the title of discipline, okay? So after this conversation, you have to listen to that, and it's going to complete uh, the picture for you. But a mm-hmm. few golden uh, rules that you have to try to implement from right from now on. Look, every action that we doing it uh, time after time, we're actually developing our skills for that. 
Uh, do you remember the first driving class that you take? I don't know how it's going in America. In Israel, you have to take uh, 28 uh, lessons of driving before you're getting to the test. Uh, so when you take the first uh, lesson, the first class, uh, how to driving a car, you're really scared. You're scared to uh, hold the, 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 the wheel steer and to, to push the gas. You're really scared, and it's very, very naturally. It's normal. But as much as you're doing the same action, time after time, time after time, you actually purchase the skills. Now, today, when you're driving, you can hold in one hand a cell phone. In the other hand, you, uh, you eat a sandwich, and you don't even uh, hold the, 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 uh, the wheelchair. So the same way, let's say that you have uh, like 20 demands a day from your kid, okay, from your boy. You want him to eat, you want him to take a shower, you want him uh, to put in a pajama, I don't know why, okay? We have many, many demands a day. Now, naturally, our children cannot follow all our demands. So part of them, they actually follow, but part of them, they don't do it. In other words, in part of the day, they discipline, in the other part, they undiscipline. But if we're trying to divide it to percents, we can see that 80% of our demands are not followed, so they not discipline, and 20 they discipline. So each time that he disciplined, he actually practices the, the, the term, the concept of discipline. But even if he actually followed 20 orders of you, but he had 80 orders that he's undisciplined. So he's getting used to be undisciplined instead of being disciplined, okay? Because he always repeat the action of to be undisciplined, did not follow our demands. Now what I suggest to you to do is to pick up two or three critical things that it's very, very important to you that he's going to follow. Maybe it's, it's homework, maybe it's to take a shower or eating supper. I don't know why, okay? Mm -hmm. But pick up three things and start to demand for two weeks, okay? This is a two-week mm -hmm. program. For two weeks, you actually ask him to do only these three things. Don't tell him that you ask only for three things, okay? I shouldn't tell him that, and I also should not be asking him anything else then. Yeah. Okay. And then you, we gain actually two things. A, we gain that because this is only three things, we have the power to stay consistent. I mean, I want to, I, you want him to take a shower, okay? For example, you say, Yossi, I want you to take a shower. And he used to say, no, 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 he, he doesn't even listening to us. You hold his hand and you say, Yossi, I want you to take a shower in an order tone, okay? And he doesn't realize. And you say again and again and again, if, even if it takes a whole hour till he get a shower. Now, I know this is a long way. It's difficult to us. But if we pick up only three demands, it's going to be easier to us to stay consistent. 
then tomorrow when you say, Yossi, let's take a shower, maybe he he's not going to do it immediately, but it's going to be easier. After 10 times that you stay so consistent, even for a few hours, until he follow your order, in his subconscious, he internalizing, when you say, Yossi, go and take a shower, he know, or I take a shower now, or mom is going to stay here, very consistent, until I'm going to do it, even if it takes hours. So he was to do it immediately instead of start argument with you. Now, this is the first game. It's going to be easier to you as a parent. And yes, the second game that, thank is you. Uh-huh. that it will be easier to him to follow orders and to practice discipline, just like practice driving a car, the same, car, the same concept, the same, uh, the same way. When he getting used to the fact, mommy say, I follow. She says, I follow. She says, I follow. He doesn't realize, he doesn't notice the fact that you ask only for three things. Mm-hmm. He's not aware of that. But that method, actually, uh, you can reach, you can achieve a health discipline. And uh, in the beginning of your words, you, you mentioned that you try to reward or maybe punishment. It's also a, a, a not effective. You know why? Because if you threaten him with a punishment, even if he do it, he's doing it because of the scare from punishment. Or even if you offer a reward, he doesn't you because of the firmness, because of the authority. He's doing it just because he wants the reward and the price list of him getting higher and higher during the time. So what I suggest to you, you have to do something. You know, in America, uh, I have learned very smart answer. Mommy, why I have to do that? Because that's a very, very uh, good answer. You have to do that because, just because I said it, because I'm the authority and you have to follow orders. That's it. So start with the three things, and the Zat Hashem, you'll get the because your son will practice discipline just like any other field in our life. Mm-hmm. And now in terms of the schooling part, like for the next month, um, that's the guy. That's the guidance uh, your teachers had has to get. I don't know if he's going to accept from you. I don't know uh, what kind right. of what. Okay, I, so they don't uh, really have is. much there. So the question is, okay, I guess I just don't know how to keep him in line in school. That it's just not also negative. Like he's not the, the teacher is very consistent and very strict, and he still does not care what the teacher has to say. Look, there is very, very uh, great difference between uh, consistent and firm to acquisition. Sometimes uh, there are very, very strong teachers, but they don't notice they aggressive. They're not uh, expressing fairness, okay? If mm-hmm. I see uh, a Navy of the Air Force and I see so strong uh, uh, an army uh, aircraft, it depends. If I see the aircraft of my nation, I feel proud. Look, those uh, aircraft going to defend me. But if I see the Navy of my enemy's aircraft, it's scaring me because it's not the firmness, it's, it's a threat, okay? So you have to make a double check. What kind of type his teacher Maybe he's strong. Maybe he's tough, 
that he's aggressor. Maybe he aggressive with the kids, and that's why they feel like the aircraft of the enemy, not aircraft of my nation. Mm-hmm. Look, I said it in a few words. If you want more uh, uh, details, you know, to complete the picture, I'm going to post uh, my uh, phone number in the end of this radio show, and people can call me every night between uh, 10 p.m. Uh, until 12 midnight Israel time. Every night, I'm answering questions by the phone, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, well, the listener, um, as I say, Bezat Hashem, we have a great project, Blinader, in one week I'm going to be in New York for uh, families. So if you're interested in a private home visit, especially for you, one week of uh, consultation meeting with you and your kids and your kids' teachers to guide them how to behave with your certain kids, uh, I'm inviting you to contact me uh, in three ways or through my website, abraham Uh Click the Contact Us, or you can send an email to abrahameducation.gmail.com, or you can text us for the next 30 minutes during this radio show. You can text us your name, your phone number, and your email address. Uh, you can text to 347 927 That's 347-927-8398. Now we're going to a small musical break, and without a shame to your text messages, stay with us.
Well, the listeners, um, let's uh, let's get one of your uh, text message. What should we say to a two-year-old child who sometimes gets picked on and hit by neighbors, but she didn't stick up for herself? Should we encourage her to hit back or three-year-old child? Uh, well, the text uh, actually confused here, but I hope that I really understood you. If you ask if your child getting hit from the neighbor, should you tell him to hit back or not? Well, first of all, we have to know that the first option we have to offer is try to talk with your kid to be avoid from getting close to this type of a children of a, of a, of a children that actually hitting him okay now if it's happened one time two times it's not something you know it's not something sick so we work to tell our children to be do not hit back but and this is really, really important, but, okay? But if you see that a certain kid always keep hitting your child, you have to educate your child to hit him back, to make the message of, I'm not the victim here, okay? Because in any public, in any society, there is someone, he is the, the victim type, you know? You know what I mean? Always people stick to him and hate him. No, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the one, okay? You cannot abuse me. He has to make the clear message. Go pick up uh, 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 someone else victim, not me. So if you see that it's really sick and he always... Uh, hit him, precisely your child, tell him to hit back just for getting to the point that the other one will understand, I'm not your victim, that's it. And if you really want to know uh, where I took it from, from Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Oyerbach Zatzel, that someone asked him, and he answered this answer, I hope that they really uh, succeed to express uh, in English, and uh, that's why I give this answer, but I don't want to take the responsibility uh, because I'm not sure I really succeed to say it uh, clear in English. But if you, as an English speaker, uh, got me and understand me, this is my answer. Now, one more text. Hi. I had a question. I have a four and a half years old that puts a blanket on the top of my baby's seven months old head while I'm not around. What should I do? She keeps doing it over and over. Well, uh, the very simple answer is uh, it's going by two parts. First of all, when she's doing it, in front of you, when you are around, 
don't get panic, okay? Because if she sees you in a panic, she's going to do it over and over and over. So first of all, stop being in panic when you see her doing it, okay? Just getting close to the baby and get off the blanket from her face, okay? That's first of all. Second of all, for uh, technical issues, we have to find technical solutions. I mean, this is not a really an educational problem, okay? <laughs> you cannot point it out of an adult man and say, you, as I see your behavior today, I'm totally sure that when you was a little one, when you was three years old, you put the blanket on your sister, right? It's not really has uh, 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 consequences for his future. So it's not an educationally problem. This is a technical problem. Your children, your child, your daughter has a desire to do it, okay? So find a technical solution. Don't let her to getting close to the baby. Or maybe put the baby uh, uh, with something that can defend her, okay? I don't, I don't know how, how, what kind of example to give you. Okay, I'll give you an example. Let's say that you have a new flowers uh, in, a, in a great jar on the, on the table. And the kids always take leaves from it. And it's very expensive. It's so beauty. This is a technical problem, okay? Take this jar and put it in a higher place that he cannot reach there. That's it. You solve the problem out. That's it. The same way you have to use uh, in, this, uh, in this case. And it's not a shame. I hope uh, uh, that you succeed with it. Um, Okay, dear listeners, let me to tell you again for those who join us right now, Bezat Hashem, um, in, uh, in one week, I have a Berlin Adder special quick visit in New York, not like my usual uh, uh, visits. No lectures, it's just for uh, families. We call it private home visit. If you feel that you have some issues with your kids, maybe with the school system, things getting complicated, and you want someone that can help you, can sit with the kids, talk with them, and we actually giving a consultation for parents and the kids when they separate and when they together and together. We're speaking with the, uh, I'm talking with the, the teachers of your kid. And together we build a special, specific program for each one of the families. Uh, this is a project of a whole week. And Bezat Hashem, when I go back to Israel, you have the service of follow-up by the phone for the next two months to ensure that we achieved the achievement that we really uh, want to reach, okay? That we reach the goal that we set in the beginning. Uh, from my experience, I can tell you that it's very, very benefit for families, and it's 
really, really helpful for families. So if you're interested, uh, for more details, you can contact us, and my office, Bezat Hashem, my secretary, will get back to you. So uh, if you want to call to me, my phone number is one is 917-809-4944. Or you can contact me on my website, abraham-acrossbarzilai.com. Uh, click the contact us, and as I say, my office will get back to you. Um, now... Um, let's go into another small musical break and we remind you that the phone number for text messages is 347-927-8398 we're going to a um, small uh, musical break right now and Bezat Hashem uh, will be uh, back with you so stay with us don't go anywhere Bezat Hashem we have a few questions more and we give the attention right after uh, that Iran will play a nice song for us. Bevakasha. Behar no is loho no yam, no yam Kai no refunu lo behar o islo no yam no yam Sika shloimechu igulenu, 
This is actually a real deep pray that finally, Bezat Hashem, all the troubles and the suffering that we have in this world, Bezat Hashem will disappear and uh, Hashem will help us that the mad, the suffering will uh, disappear from this world. He will wipe the tears away 
from each one of us. Um, they asked me to post that uh, <clears throat> they asked for people to join for Tehillim Mechulak today. Uh, each one who can text back, each one who wants to read Tehillim for Ilui, uh, for Refuah Shelema, for Gilabat uh, Francis, and Siporabat Gila Sassoon, and Leavdil Ben Achaim Lachaim for Ilui Nishmat, the seven kids, seven children of family of Sassoon, the tragedy that we all actually caring inside our heart, and we cannot get it off our heart, and we don't want to forget this tragedy. So each one who wants to join to reading Tehillim for Refuah Shalema and Lehavdil for Elohim Neshama of the kids of Mishpachat Sasun, you can text to 718-916-8. 4, it's 718-916-8144. Also, I would like to tell you that we actually have a group, a WhatsApp group, which called Parenting Group. All over the week, you can send questions, answers. You know, it's a very interesting group. The first group actually is full. It's 100 but we're considering to open uh, another group. Uh, so if you want to join the group, uh, the WhatsApp group, parenting group, uh, you can reach and you can send a message to Mrs. Gila. And the phone number of Mrs. Gila is 347-4755-353. That's... 347-475-5353. And now let's take a uh, last question from uh, text messages. Hi, I went to a class the other day, and they said how important it is to spend time in the family and eating together dinner every night is very special, and we see it from Shabbat. How nice we can share stories about the day, but I would like to know, what if you had a kid, and my kids are nine, six, and four years old, and they come from school hungry. I give them a snake, like veggies or cookies, but it doesn't help until seven. What should I do? I did it two times already. We really enjoy the time, but I feel bad to leave them hungry, hungry until then. Thank you so much. Thank you, too, for your practical question. And the answer will be also practical. You have to see them on 12, maybe in 1 p.m. You cannot leave them hungry, okay? But the halakha says the solution. The halakha says that uh, uh, a person would not be allowed to eat so much in Friday it means this is a great mitzvah to getting into the Shabbat when you're hungry. That's why you eat good stuff and you feel the onik Shabbat. So, in one hand, don't give them uh, to be in starve, okay? 
give them to eat something, but not as usual. As small things, you know, light things, not heavy food. And then, Be'ezrat Hashem, from one side, they will not be hungry. On the other hand, Be'ezrat Hashem, they will enjoy to you, to the Shulchan Shabbat, and Shulchan Shabbat is very, very important in the Jewish families. Dear listeners, my personal phone number for private home visit, or if you want a free consultation every night between 10 p.m. through 12 midnight Israel time, my American phone number is 917-8094-944. That's 917-8094-944. You can send me an email all over the week. Including uh, if you're interested in a private home visit in the next week, Bezvat Hashem, you can call me to, uh, you can send us an email, abrahameducation at gmail.com. The entire recorded program of Aroyet Anolad you can find on, on my website, Abraham Across Barzilai with Y. Barzilai.com slash ing for the English website. Dear listeners, I would like to thank to Iran Jacob for taking care about the technical issue side of this radio show. A great thank to Mr. Nisim Lazari, uh, the manager of this radio station, that Bezat Hashem Hashem give him powers to go on with this uh, a very important radio show and this radio at all. And Bezat Hashem, all of us, be matzliach. Thank you very much. And keep listening to J Root Radio. Bye bye.